Marriage roll. That's what I was Oh, my glasses hey. are broken. My pocket is protected. That's what I'm saying. super nerd. That's what I'm Hey. Excelsior. 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 I am a super nerd. The Nerd School Podcast. Starring Andy. I uh, am a former um, entertainment journalist. I am a super nerd. TBJ. Hi, this is Tiffany. You may hear me be referred to as TBJ. TBJ, y'all. I am what I like to call a surprise nerd. Art Star. My name is Art Star, and I am an artist. Yo, 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 my name is Joe, and I am the nerd student. The nerd pupil, if you will. It's another episode of the Nerd School Podcast. I am Joe, and I need to learn how to be a nerd. And luckily, I'm here with TBJ. Hello, hello. Art Star. Hi, I am the sensei of the Sith. <laughs> and Andy, the super professor nerd. <laughs> and they are teaching me all about all things nerddom. And we're focusing on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we're this is the third episode on The Hulk. 2008's The Hulk. Uh, directed by, say the guy's name again, Andy? Louis Leterrier. Yeah, Louis Leterrier. Louis, starring, it's probably even Louis Leterrier. I don't know. Could I haven't be. heard it spoken. I just read it, and I know he's French. This is the Ed Norton uh, movie. Say, vous plaît. The Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. So we're back, and we left off uh, right after the Hulk had... Uh, he had turned into the Hulk for the first time in the movie, uh-huh. and you only see a little glimpse of, of, of him, and he beat up a bunch of bullies at his factory. Um, and then, so that's kind of where we left off. So we're starting in... One day without incident, and we have the sad Hulk music from the 1977 show, which I was talking about last episode. I was so excited the way they did this Hulk with the shadows and everything and the green banner eyes. And when that music hit, the 70s sad Hulk music, I got chills. I'm getting chills just thinking about it again because it was so friggin' nostalgic, and I know that's for me and all us nerd like people our age that were kids during that. That was for us, and I think yeah. we all had to have loved that, right? Like, yeah. oh, I got such a nerd boner for that. <laughs> yeah, it was the saddest damn music. <laughs> like, that's ev- end of every episode of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Well, my life here is ruined. Time to leave. <laughs> it was that sad-ass music that I almost forgot because I haven't watched that in so long or right. heard that. And even again, when it came on, I had forgotten that it was even in the movie from the last time I watched it. And it came on, and I was like, oh, the sad home music! Yes! Oh, I love it! <laughs> even though I already somewhere deep down knew that was going to happen, but I forgot. And it was like such a great rush of excellence. That a little was the best. tug so, on your nerd heart strings. Oh, so great. And so Bruce wakes up beside a waterfall. He doesn't know where he is. His pants are hanging off of him. Uh, and then he has, he has to find clothes because his clothes are all ruined. And he goes to a market. Uh, he's somewhere in Mexico, I guess. He's jumped that far. Uh, he's he's gone from Brazil to Guatemala. Oh, yes. to Guatemala. Guatemala. Okay. That's right. Okay. Um, and so he picks up some new clothes, and which is almost I, five thousand miles away, just for those. Okay. Who, who oh, thank know. you. Yeah, that's what we want. The actual, real 
those hulk steps geography cover a lot. Yeah, so he ran five. He jumped five thousand miles. Yeah, he, he jumps really far. So uh, and then he goes to this market, and I had I wrote something down on this part. I want to talk about this where he he knows he turns into the Hulk. Uh, so he was looking for pants that stretch. <laughs> so he's looking for pants that are bigger than him. And there's a, a heavy guy next to him, and he like holds his pants up, and then he this person's butt is like it's an extra clearly, and he holds the pants up to that guy's waist and goes, oh, nah, this will work," and picks out the pants. And I couldn't help but think like. Is that extra excited? Like, does he tell people, hey, by the way, you know, I was in that Hulk movie. Yeah, my ass. He put his pants up against my ass. Like, is he proud? Is he, like, embarrassed? Is he, like, if embarrassed? He like, a, if he's a nerd, he's definitely like, dude, I'm in the Incredible Hulk movie. And he's probably <laughs> yeah. all his friends in the theater. They're like, wait for it. Wait for it. Like, right there, right there. Like, pointing and they're all excited. And they're like, awesome, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. Chances are as an actor sometimes when you end up on the set of a movie you it is a it is a process there's a bunch of hurry up and waits for extras and sometimes you do it just because you're in town and they need some people so that extra may not have even been a fan or cared it was just some money in the pocket that day cool whether you cut me or not i'm good so i'm gonna bet that they don't even know and just so you guys know, TBJ is a thespian. TBJ is a thespian. Have you yeah. been an extra in a movie, TBJ? No. I have a lot of friends who do extra. So my thing is I prefer stage over screen at all times. Um, unless Denzel wants to call me. <laughs> yeah, Andy was in uh, one, uh, what is it, American... I've been an extra. I've been paid to be an extra several times. Uh, I was, and sometimes when the, the casting call is out for a specific body type, mm-hmm. there was a. I, for some reason, this sticks in my head. Uh, when Weird Al Yankovic was doing his fat video, uh, he put out a call for fat dancers in the area, and everyone who showed up was a fat guy who was ready to dance. So <laughs> they know uh, if you answer a call for a certain body type, you got right. Uh, you know they're gonna put so that guy probably knew they probably asked for a guy with a big butt so you can put it that. Guy? Are you sure it was a guy? For some reason, I thought I it was, was a lady. Yeah, I thought it was, I a, lady it was too. a woman too. Oh, like maybe lady. it was a woman. I don't, you know. Now I mentioned. You've heard that feeling now, Joe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I'm even making it worse. Again, uh, she's just yeah. home chilling. She doesn't care. I mean, it depends. Well, I, she's look, probably I'm, Shakespearean. She's probably like an unbelievable Shakespearean <laughs> actor who there like. Are, so we'll never see that person's skills. All we know is their ass is the same size as the Hulk. It, yeah. Well, you, you have the the Hulk's waistline in this movie is is very. He's got a very kind of hourglass sort of figure. He's very tight. He does. He's That's working. true. He's Marilyn. He's just big. He's just a monster. Like he's, yeah. yeah. All the other Hulks you see uh, in you know in the Avengers and in the previous movie, he's 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 really thick and stocky. But in this one, he's 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 got a V. He's got kind of a V. And he also has a Justin Bieber cut. Is that what they call it, Hardstar? And how no, do you know that? That it's not the Justin Bieber cut. Don't say that. <laughs> Wait, I just I want to dig into why he knows that phrase. Oh, big Bieber fan. He's a believer. A believer, and we didn't know. You're it. a believer. I, mean, I go through social media. Social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, believer. Oh, just 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 real quick, real quick. Speaking of theater. Of the such, I'll just watch Frankenstein. 
on YouTube with Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, wow. Amazing. Like they, um, they like uh, what was it National Theater in um, London? They Cumberbatch on, is uh, amazing in general. They did like they did two two versions. There's like one where Benedict Cumberbatch was Frankenstein, and then. Another one where Johnny Lee Miller was Frankenstein. Now, even in the comments, someone wrote Sherlock versus Sherlock. So that was like a little <laughs> geeky moment like that right there. Like, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is Frankenstein monster. Just the whole, like, him coming to life kind of thing. And it's, it, it, it comes off very hawkish. Just the fact that, like, you know, he... Oh, yeah. He, Frankenstein he's is a hawk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and very he's, well he tied in. To speak, and he becomes very eloquently spoken, even though he's still... A hulk of a supposed to be a hulk of a beast kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah the Hulk is Jekyll and Hyde. It's the Wolfman mm-hmm. and Frankenstein all rolled into yep. one. Yep. Yep. Okay, so they, back to the movie. Made, what if they made oh. Abbott and Costello versus the Incredible Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> Hulk's on first. Hulk smash first. All right, back to the movie. We're, okay, we're back to the movie. To, we're diverging again. So yeah, Blonsky uh, starts talking to. Uh, Thunderbolt Ross, and he tells him all about the Super Soldier plan and the idea and how it went wrong and everything. And then Blonsky says something about, well, you know, if if I knew what I knew 20 years ago, if I was in my body from 20 years ago, that'd be somebody I wouldn't want to fight. Ross, like, smiles at him and kind of hints at, oh, that can be arranged. We might be doing something. So you get your first hint that they're going to start screwing around with the serum and make him somebody, too. Um, so right, right, right before when he's sitting outside the office, if you look on the wall, there's a picture of Captain America right there. That's a little Easter egg. Really? Yeah. And is it? It's not Chris Evans though. Well, it's not Chris isn't. Evans, but it's it's Captain America. But the way it's the way it's sitting, you can see it's Captain America, but you can't really see the person's face. Who you is just okay. it's Captain America? Yeah, because I don't know if he'd been cast at that point. Right. Okay. Or he might have been. Yeah, because he was at that point he was Johnny Blaze or something, right? Or was he uh, not? He was, was he was Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four, right? Mm-hmm. That are not oh. Marvel Cinematic Universe pictures. They haven't had the Fantastic Four in the MCU that, yet. That, definitely no Fantastic Four here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was the Human Torch, and he was he was basically funny psychic guy, and he was mm-hmm. like, the most engaging part of those movies. Yeah, he was good. I remember. I liked him. Yeah, um, like a lot of nerds are like, "How is he Captain America? He was already the Human Torch." Blah, blah, blah. Hopefully, wait a minute, Silver Surfer out of that. Didn't no. they read? So they redid those, right? With the yeah, the kid from yeah, uh, yeah, Friday Night yeah, Lights. Yeah. Uh, they attempted right? to with they Miles did, uh, Teller and uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Kate didn't they do it? They didn't Storm. do. It. They did. It wasn't. Uh, yeah. It wasn't it was a Fox movie. It wasn't a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Yeah. And oh, it, it wasn't was in the MCU. And it, it was a huge bomb. Yeah. Why? An Omega level bomb. I I haven't actually seen it, but it was like a dark body horror kind of take on the Fantastic Four, which is. And what's the pretty boy name from? Uh, one of those pretty dudes and one of those. He wasn't from Nip Tuck, but he's one of those pretty men. I forget his name. Played Doctor Doom. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't remember. I think I have a vague picture just from seeing those. I don't think anyone remembers that version of Fantastic Four. Let's be honest. Nobody does. Came out and then we all forgot about it because I I remember being excited that they finally had a a a black character or a a a routinely white hero 
not be a well, white they, guy. They, they, you, you know, know like, they, you know they, they you know they. Uh, I want to let's see. Can I make this a word? They race splained it away, so to speak. Whereas, <laughs> like, you know, in a like normally, Sue Storm and Johnny Storm are like, you know, brother and sister for real, brother oh. and sister. Whereas yeah. in this one, Sue Storm was adopted by Johnny Storm's dad, who happened to be black, which is why she was white and he was black. So, uh, like, well, who was she? because if they had yeah. not at that time explained it, people would have lost their mind. It's almost like. Um, you know, we all work in this world, and I will say there was a show where three young people had to play um, one role, because you know in big theater, young kids can't play seven days a week, and one of the kids was black, one of the kids was of Asian descent, and one of the kids was white, because the main character grew up in England, and I'm going to tell you, we got some calls about that black boy being in that show, and how dare they do that. Uh, how am I supposed to believe that's him? So you know, in this time we live in, that they had to explain it. People would have got mad, yeah. Like they were mad that a black person was British? Yeah, because you know. Well, it's Billy Elliot, so how can how can little Billy dance with big Billy if one is black and one is white? It doesn't make sense. We gave him free tickets to see the show. <laughs> Oh, yeah, boy. it's uh, white nerds uh, can be uh, a little bit in same way. Yeah, not um, a little bit, Andy. A lot of bit. Yes, yes, <laughs> a lot of bit. I was being sarcastically <laughs> modest about that. It's uh, but uh, the white nerds will yell like, uh, "Don't turn the white character black for political correct reasons. Just make the make the black characters cool and do focus. Make your own characters, and uh, and it's just because." All, all, most of the iconic characters were created when they weren't making black characters. Like, exactly. Uh, all those big hit Lee Kirby characters in the 60s, all of them are white. Uh, it wasn't until I think Black Panther came around in, uh, I want to say, 68 that they finally went, wait a minute, maybe we should uh, diversify a little bit. And it also coincides with the times. Like, there's no coincidence, yeah, of the name of the character and the times they were in when Black Panther came out. So, um, it's a weird... The closest you get is that uh, Ben Grimm, the thing, is is Jewish. Right. Because I, I believe, uh, uh, yeah, and Superman was created by, uh, I think, two Jewish guys as well. But that's as close as you get to diversity early on. I mean, it didn't I mean, exist, so it's one of those things where it didn't exist. So I always find it comical when... Um, a particular persuasion of nerds get so angry when casting is colorblind because it's like we're we're in a new uh, era now. People can be anything. It's called suspend your imagination, and if you're struggling with that, you, you got to have some more conversations with your five-year-old self and understand yes. that it was written then because it couldn't be. Michael B. Jordan would not have been written into Fantastic Four in 1960, but in 2000, he sure can. Yes. <laughs> Preach. Uh, yeah, that's. Um, uh, oh, I had a thought and it just went away. So uh, where are we at? Well, the movie? <laughs> well, let's get back to the movie then. Yeah, we got. So we're at the point where he he finds Bet Betty, and he's like hiding behind a tree, and he thinks she sees him, but then it's not. She sees her boyfriend Ty Burrell from Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, modern Family. Modern Family. No, Modern Family. Sorry, Middle the Middle. Yeah. 
Modern Family. Sorry, I don't know why I said Malcolm in the Malcolm Middle. Malcolm in the like, Middle. That plays here What's the call? That, that guy's in Scrubs, right? No, the Malcolm in the Middle dad turns into who Breaking is Bad. Yeah, that's it. Walter White. Oh. Walter White. Isaac Ike. Oh, the middle is the guy from Scrubs. Say my name. Oh. No, neither. Wait, who from Scrubs are you talking about? There's some guy from Scrubs, right? The, the like the Malcolm janitor. The janitor from Scrubs is in a show called The Middle later, right? Oh, yes. The Middle. Yeah, yeah. The middle. yeah, yeah sorry. Eaton. Sorry, I'm getting them all mixed up. Anyway, so this guy, Ty Burrell, is a psychologist and... And I wanted to ask, is this Doc Sampson from the, the comics? Because yeah. his, his name is Dr. S- Leonard Sampson is yeah. a, a major Hulk supporting character who's been like his therapist for a while. And at one point uh, siphons off some gamma energy from uh, the Hulk and kind of half Hulks. He gets super ripped and built. And, and he has uh, green hair, right? Green his hair, hair turns green. Long green hair. Uh, and... Uh, but he's not. But this doesn't happen in the movie. This guy doesn't. Nothing no. happens. to This guy. He's just a psychologist. And we haven't seen him since this movie either. So I, I wonder how. Do anything with him. How on the nose it is the fact that he does get long hair related to Samson. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's it's definitely okay. a, a, a reference to Samson of the Bible. Yeah. Uh, the the comic character was uh, uh, was. Uh, Jewish kid born in Oklahoma with a crappy uh, psychiatrist womanizing father uh, and um, whose father was nicknamed Samson and so it's kind of weird that he sort of grew up and became that as well. So they don't really but they don't really call him Doc Samson and they don't really like talk about that he's the same character or anything. I just not in the movie. Not in the movie, yeah. Uh Um, Just like one of those nerd nods. You know, so nerd like, nods, oh, cool. yeah, it's a nerd nod, which I mean, we have a bunch. Have, they might have planned to do something with them if this movie had done a little better, but right. uh, uh, and I'm they sure still they could, I guess. Yeah, technically, they could bring Ty Burrell back around. They could bring him for another Hulk movie if they ever do it. If they brought William Hurt back in for Civil War and whatnot, they can they can bring everybody back. They could bring Tim Blake Nelson back. Well, we'll get Spoiler there. alert! They brought <laughs> William Hurt back. Spoiler alert! I don't think I remember that happening. Anyway, so I have another thing that happens. So then he goes to the pizza shop because he needs a job, and he goes to the old campus pizza parlor uh, where the owner, uh, Stanley, uh, played by Paul Souls, is an old friend of his. And this guy, I looked up, and I was going to school you guys all and tell you that he voiced the Hulk in the 60s cartoons. Oh, cool. That guy. I knew there were two nods to old Hulk. But I couldn't remember what the second one was. The next one's coming up when he goes on campus. But I knew there was a second nod to an older Hulk. I just couldn't remember. So there you yeah, go. That, the six, that was the it. Yeah. Hulk cartoon Look has at you. A, a pretty fun. Extra thing. credit to Joe. That's my extra credit. I did some homework. Extra credit. Good job. You got a gold star. But so that guy voiced Hulk. Smells like feces. And then. And then he, you know, <laughs> wait, what? Scratch and stiff that smells like feces. All right, and then he goes, and then he's trying to get into the science lab and everything, and he ends up having to talk to a guard. He brings Pete, and he bribes Lou Ferrigno with pizza, uh, and that's when they, we have the little cameo of Lou Ferrigno. the next Hulk. Yeah, who was in the 70s Hulk, and that was cool. And, and Andy, didn't you say Lou Ferrigno was in the 
Uh, the 2003 Hulk yeah. too, right? Yeah, that was the his cameo and Stan Lee's cameo are at the same time early on. They're both security guards. So it's odd that he's also a security guard in this one. But uh, yeah, cool. there was a there's a bit at the beginning of the 2003 Hulk where uh, Banner's walking into the lab and coming out is Stan Lee teaching Lou Ferrigno how to be a security guard. Right, okay. And so this, he bribes him with pizza, I think. He gives him a free pizza, right? And then he gets into the computer lab because he gives Bill from Freaks and Geeks uh, pizza, too. And and isn't that a character? Didn't we say he could be a character? Or he's, well, he is. Might he, be. He's the... Yeah, um, he comes, he comes, yeah, Spider-Man teacher in Far From Home. And, uh, yeah, what's the actor's name? You guys know this actor's Star, name? Mar- Martin Star. Martin Star. Martin Star, right. yeah. So he is my favorite character from Freaks and Geeks, which was a Judd Apatow, an early Judd Apatow show that was in the, I think, like the early 2000s on TV. I was devastated when it got canceled because it was such a great nerd and burnout. It was like Freaks and Geeks. It was the nerds and the burnouts, like, all mixed together. It was just the best They show wanted ever. somebody so, else for that role, and I can't remember who, but it was from another show. And I, for the Martin Star role, yeah, that he was on, and he was the one that they that actually I think either they either chose or either it might have been from so Silicon Valley or either. So he's up. in this because I think they wanted like Seth Rogen or somebody. Oh, did play. they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, one of the other people from Freaks and Geeks. Well, this guy, so Martin Star is not necessarily named in this movie, right? But you guys were we talked about this off, or actually on a previous podcast, but didn't air i think we talked to someone else <laughs> but we uh because we messed it up but we talked about that this martin star is in spider-man homecoming is that far right from home. yeah or far from home and he plays and a teacher homecoming. oh yeah 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 plays a teacher or something he's oh yeah he's in the because they're in the on the field trip yeah. yeah so there there's a way this could be the same guy it is the same guy yeah it's the academic decathlon guy. Yeah, they no, it's, it's the same actor, but it's not necessarily the same character, right? Yeah, the same character. I believe uh, the writer on Spider-Man: Homecoming was also uh, on Freaks and Geeks. Oh, really? John Francis Daly, I believe his name is, uh, who played. Uh, oh, so it's supposed to be the same character? Yes. Yeah. I think it's oh. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, they don't make. Uh, my wife just caught something. We were just watching Spider-Man: Homecoming the other day, and she caught that the principal. In yeah, Spider-Man: Homecoming, is the grandson of one of the Howling Commandos from Captain America: The First Avenger. Cool. It's played by the same guy. Well, so I just I just looked him up, and he's credited. Well, like in Incredible Hulk, he's Roger Harrington, but he's credited as Computer Nerd. That was two thousand eight. Then he have him twenty seventeen Spider-Man: Homecoming, Roger Harrington, and in twenty nineteen Spider-Man: Far From Home, Roger Har- Harrington. So, like, yeah, it's the same guy. It's probably supposed to be the same guy. Good old Bill Haverchuk. Yeah. Cool. Well, I like that. I like it when they are consistent with that kind of stuff. So that's kind of cool. And then we jump down to, uh, you know, he he goes, he's in the pizza shop. He's working. He's being a pizza guy. And then. uh, With an iron point soldier. Wow. What's her name? Betty walks in with Doc Sampson. And Mm -hmm. he, he doesn't know they're there. And he walks out. And uh, uh, Betty, he walks out and, and then he goes and tries to hide, but Betty sees him and then chases him down. Um, and meanwhile, Ross is putting the serum inside Blonsky or getting ready to inject him with it. And I will uh, say, if you didn't catch the 
chicken egg in the beginning with the Stark <laughs> Industries, oh, yeah, you will egg. now clearly see the Stark Industries written on the things when they go in to inject him now. Okay, now there's Stark stuff on there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my question on this one was, is this is this a regular plot from comics where they Ross tries to get that serum and wants to inject it in into somebody? Like uh, the whole uh, super soldier serum was not an aspect of the Hulk. Okay, in the comics, but this is their way to tie in Captain America. Yeah, yeah. This was um, this was a more plausible explanation for trying to like something trying to augment yourself physically and then going way overboard makes more mm-hmm. sense. And this rather than because when the Hulk was created, it was the Cold War. It was gamma bombs that like nuclear bombs were a big thing. It was only like fifteen years removed from World War Two. So it was uh, it, just making giant gamma bombs and having these big atomic tests and stuff is not as as prevalent a thing anymore than it was back then. So it's just, just update it. Yeah, update it for the time. And blend it in with the rest of the, uh, the MCU. Yeah. Okay, well, he stays, you know, he she ends up finding him, uh, catches him in the rain or whatever, and, and they get together or whatever, but they... Uh, and then they then comes the big on campus scene where they they corner like he's with Betty and he's like get away from me these guys are coming after me and she tries to stop her dad in the tank and then they corner him in the uh, breezeway thing the above ground walk skyway and it explodes and all kinds of stuff and there's helicopters come shooting at him and all kinds of destruction he protects Betty uh, and all that this whole scene comes now um, and. And then Hulk takes Betty and he saves her or whatever. And then they wake up like in a hotel room. And we got the purple pants where she picks out for him. Like she mm-hmm. buys him some new pants. And there's a little ha nod to the comic. But I like this whole part where he talks about, like they start talking about their feelings and everything. And they start getting intimate on the hotel bed. Mm-hmm. And then his watch starts going off. And, you know, he's getting excited and he has to stop her. Be like, no, 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 I can't. I can't. Right. So that tells us that Hulk can't. Bang. <laughs> Hulk can't have sex. Why do you think he's so mad? And then I just started thinking if he the did, like... The makes sense. You think his uh, junk would, like, destroy her then? Like, if he was? Like, would he... If he turned well, into the Hulk... Can I say something? Can I say What does the Hulk's wiener look but, like? Or is it, I'm but, scared to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I was just going to say that babies come out of there. So, I mean... They do, but you have hours to prep and stretch for said baby to come out of there. <laughs> it's not a sudden thing. It took me a minute to get what he meant. Like when he said babies come out of there, I was like, come out of where? Oh, oh, oh. You do right what he was saying, talking about. And this is why I'm scared of what you were going to say, but. That's fine. We're in 17, right? Yeah, it takes hours and hours to get up to the dilation needed to have that yes, baby. Not, correct. Not instant. I mean, she should know what's, you know, right. Yeah, no. But, Move past. Go. Let me. Well, let me bring. Well, let me bring up this possibility. You know how like an elephant or a rhinoceros. Have you ever seen them on uh, National Geographic having intercourse? They're giant monsters, but their wieners are like tails. They're like real skinny. Uh, so maybe that's what the Hulk's wieners like. I have to ask Thor. <laughs> Thor got to see Hulk's dong in Thor Ragnarok. He did. Yeah. What? I didn't know that. No, we got something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I can't wait to see the Hulk's wiener. I think <laughs> that's the only one. Oh, great. Ragnarok is like, this is, we're shooting well ahead, but like Ragnarok is one of those movies where it's like, 
it, it's a Thor movie, but it ends up becoming like almost like a buddy comedy at some point. Yeah, and yeah certain it's, parts it's very much like like, a tang- like Tango like and Cash. That's that again. Yeah, like yeah. Tango and Cash. So, so, yeah, there's one scene where like Hawk is getting ready to do something, and then Thor was like, "No, Hawk, no smash!" But but you know, and Hawk wanted to smash, and it was like yeah. his response was hilarious. He's like, "Here's this beast," and he's like, "You know, just want to have fun." I think that's the only movie I haven't seen in the Marvel Cinematic. Speaking of Hulk's wiener. (laughs) Oh, boy. Why are we here? This is a different kind of podcast. (laughs) Did Joe act? Remember from the comics. I did. This was Peter David. He was known for doing comedy writing as well. But there's a minute where, like, the Hulk is so strong, like, he gets all the the flesh and clothing and everything burned from his bones, but he regenerates very quickly. Like insanely quickly, and then like he's walking around naked for a while, and then I think the leader is there, and the leader's like, "Will you just put some pants on? You're giving us all an inferiority complex." Ah, so, so he's basically alluding to that. So it's not a tail, as you would think. It's now not can like we a move long, on from tail. the whole Okay, joke. we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we're back off of Hulk's wiener, and then we move on to some other things, and then he he ends up meeting Mister Blue. And finds out who that guy is at the science lab, and they uh, do all kinds of tests to try to see if they can get the Hulk out of him forever, uh, right? And then, right. but and then we also see that Blonsky is fully healed. Like he he had the shit kicked out of him in that big battle. Like Hulk threw him against a tree a bunch of times, right? And broke yeah, his, he every should bone be in his body. Everything in he should, should be, be dead. Shattered. Yeah, and so we see him fully healed too. So we see him; he's getting better. And then we see Mister Blue, and this is. Uh, they mentioned his name. What's his name? Uh, Samuel Stearns. Yeah. Played is, by uh, Tim Blake Nelson. And yeah, that's the that leader, is, right? That that's is the, the character. leader in the uh-huh. comics books. He was a, a janitor at a chemical plant in Boise, Idaho, when he was exposed to gamma radiation and grew a crazy super brain that made his head really tall. Like almost, so, it, it, like conehead size, but not shape. It was of uh, conehead length. But flat on top instead of conical. So uh, and he was I knew him. this from being a kid because we had a color form of him. Yes, and, uh, and but that's it was it was orange instead of green. Hmm. Oh, but he's supposed to be green. Yeah, he's he's green skinned. Most gamma people there's they had a thing for a while where gamma radiation affects everyone differently. Like, yeah, uh, it the Hulk was the Hulk. Abomination was. Sort of hulkish, but he was very scaly and fish-faced. And then uh, the leader wasn't even, didn't even hulk out at all. He just uh, he got a little bigger, but he was just green-skinned and sort. He was still a nerd, like nerd body, but a giant gamma. Head. His brain grew, strong yeah. feature grew. So he became hyper intelligent. And uh, but this is supposed to be the leader guy before he becomes the leader. Yeah, yeah. But, so a, it, th- a... this is a different version of Sam Stern, as you better recognize. Yeah. Okay. And they never really Same. say it. We just see when it affects his brain in the scene. We go, huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's and we think, like oh, that's a leader. So the nerds in the know know who he is already. They're right. like, yeah. <laughs> But everybody else like me is like, oh, something happened to the doctor, huh? Yeah. Well, you right? see he gets a head wound and the gamma blood drips into his head wound and then he's, his forehead starts to bubble. Yep. And that's implied. And that's all you oh. see. And uh, for funsies, uh, not to bring it back to junk, but there's uh, 
Uh, the leader has had a couple of different permutations. One where he has the big long shaft head, and then there's yeah. one where his brain sort of, like his head kind of looks like a bulbous brain is coming out of his head. It's, it's not tall anymore. It just looks like a brain, which yeah. also kind of looks like balls. So a lot of times, <laughs> we will, uh, when my nerd friends and I are discussing the leader, the question comes up, now is it balls leader or shaft leader? You have God bless uh, you guys. Good gracious. Yep. Which one? TBJ, now you know what nerd misogynists say they're talking well, oh, I'm, I'm well aware of just, the misogyny it, all around that's not misogyny, misogyny really is that misogyny just no that's not misogyny no it's no, not misogyny not that's just but for that's lack just, of better uh, words immaturity I guess like, yeah you know, that's definitely true yeah okay it's also funny okay we're almost there I think so then we're, we're we get through everything else and, and also, all leads I, oh, I want to mention uh, just uh, the, the treatment of Betty Ross in this film uh yeah, we we you know we've discussed Liv Tyler and art stars uh, distaste for her in general. But, but this movie gave her more to do and mm-hmm. had her character be more like she is in the comics. Like her her uh, antagonistic relationship with her father, her anger issues. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Frustrated. Yeah, they touch. That's right. I forgot. We they touch on that when the in the cab ride over the cabbie's nuts, and then she screams at him and yells at him, and then Hulk says that little thing like, "You know, I could help you with your anger issues or something like yeah. that." And that's a funny little and, moment. And and the moment where she climb like he's starting to Hulk out, and they're trying to cure him. Yeah, she climbs. She climbs steps. on top of him and just sort of holds him steady. That's more uh, like in in the two thousand three movie, she was very quiet and soft spoken and didn't do a lot right. other than be seen to calm her out calm him down right. and uh i mean she was a scientist in that movie which she wasn't in the comics but uh it, it, everything was very low-key in that one so this one's like she was a bit more involved and a bit more uh had, had a bit more to do so i kind of liked the way her character was written a bit better in this one. Yeah. Well, she was a scientist in this one too right yeah she but, is yeah, in the comics, but she I, wasn't she was just the, the comic she wasn't but I piggybacking on what Andy said, I do like the way that they give her, and it's not just one way to get through to him. Like we see it when they're on the mountain, we see it when she yeah. takes charge to hold him down on the table. We see that she is not a delicate flower. She can take charge. She can get to him in gentle moments, but she can also be firm. And look, we need to get this done. Hold it down. Um, and I like yeah. that. I like it a lot. And Liv did an excellent job with that. <laughs> it could have been anyone. It could have been anyone. No, it could not have been anyone. It's just whatever. A Go away. It's not just a script. Are you saying it could have been Joyce DeWitt from TV's Three's Company? Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> could have been Suzanne Summer as, as Chrissy. No. Yeah. Go away. Go away. Okay, I want to jump to unless you guys have anything else to mention, but I want to jump to the final big battle. You know, we see Emil Blansky goes back and he wants more and he wants he wants even more, right? So he gets some other injection and becomes Sam Stearns. He, he talks. Oh, Sam, Sam Stearns, Stearns does it, yeah. And you see how there, Sam Stearns is not entirely ethical, yeah, right? He's right. fine with doing it. He, it's science, all about shoulda or coulda, yeah. not shoulda, which yeah, is that's what he says, yeah. But uh, it's and so you, yeah, you get the hint that he doesn't care yeah. about the morality of it. He just wants to be involved and, and see stuff go down, which is good. Yeah, I like that they. But like even in the beginning, he was like just the fact how he he had all of that blood just stored up. Like you know, who right. knows what he would have done with that? Like for all we know, yeah. did all of it get destroyed? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the yeah. other thing. Like, Bruce is very adamant about not giving him any blood because he doesn't want the blood to get around because he doesn't want the army to get the blood and make more Hulk. Right. What they want to do with him. So, uh, the fact he's that got, uh, Sam he's Stern's got, cloned all that blood freaks him out. Uh-huh. He's one of those scientists. You know, they always sit there and say that, like, there's a thin line between insanity and, like, just being, like, really smart. He, like, he's, like, they don't, I guess they don't portray him as much until he tells Emil, he, like, I didn't say I wasn't going to do it, you know. But it's, right. like, he has that way. It's, like, yeah, just seeing how far, like, even when he started, like, he was so excited about watching the Hulk before he even started the thing. She had to tell him, like, right, right. like he was, you know. Again, turned on by the hog hogging out. You know, like yeah. <laughs> you know, he wants to see what's going to happen. So, like, you know, he, he got a nerd boner. Yeah, yeah. and here we are a back on boner. junk. All right, back on <laughs> junks and nerd boners. Yeah. yeah. So we get, and then we get to so the big whole huge battle. They're all surprised. They're like, "Oh, there's the Hulk there!" Like, they're, "What? What Hulk?" And they have David Banner in the or Bruce Banner in the vehicle. They're like, "What are you talking about?" And so even Thunderbolt doesn't know that. He's become uh, abomination, and so then they they tell him he has to become the Hulk to fight this guy. And then we have the big old giant. Well, they don't tell him he has well, to. He volunteers okay. to go. He volunteers, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's, but they know that's what he's got to do, right? Let's, let's Easter egg. Easter egg. This is an Easter egg. No, not it's just straight Easter egg. Easter egg. But it's also okay. at the once we get the Ragnarok, it, it would be a callback if we you know bring it up again. But when he okay. falls out of the plane or whatever, yeah. there's a callback to it in Ragnarok when oh, Mark yeah. Ruffalo then jumps out and he falls and hit and like just you know, he knew he just knew he was gonna transform as he jumped out the plane, but he hit the ground first. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's oh, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. that's a sort of Easter egg. And then like the, like then the fight between Abominable Abomin Abomination and the Hulk when Abomination sticks his claw, his, uh, t- uh, what is that thing on the end of his arm? His, uh, spike. When he sticks his <laughs> spike into his chest or whatever, Marvel kept that, like, and I guess the first few instances of seeing Mark Ruffalo's Hawk, he still has that scar that he got from Abomination. So even though it's a different uh-huh. Hawk, the scar is still the same. It's still so there. what we learned oh. is Marvel has a really good person who manages right. continuity. Right. Yeah. Even though they switched actors and, you know. I hope that's a woman. Well, you know, most sets do hire someone to maintain continuity. That's why when they can break yeah. from scenes, someone has a detailed eye to make sure they go exactly back. Your hair strand was yeah. on your left. Your hair strand was on your right. It just means Marvel has invested some dollars in a heck of a continuity team to keep it going and go, wait, here. Because it's try- it's probably not the directors, but someone's keeping continuity and probably has a healthy bank account. I found my new job, guys. Um, That's it. And but, as they say, if it, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. But that makes <laughs> sense to them because they are able to plant. We see as we go through the cinematic universe, there's so many things that are continuous from each one. And you have to think like as a writer, you know, you don't remember every little detail as a director. You don't remember every little detail, but you have someone whose job it is to remember that crap. And I'm just impressed. And I think all these little things like the Easter eggs and the throwbacks to the 
comics and throwbacks to the TV show and all that thing is just like it's little just surprises that as a moviegoer, like you're sitting in the theater, you're like, oh that, oh that, yeah, oh that, and that. It's like a ride. It's like a amusement park ride. And then I, you know, and now that makes sense why Marvel nerds need to go out to Denny's or somewhere afterwards and just like talk about it all. Like we gotta talk about all this, you know. And then go see it twenty five more times because I missed that, you know. It's just exciting, yeah. and like, what other movie gives you that experience? Yeah, right. you know, yeah, spoilers. that's true. Yeah, yeah. spoilers uh, immediately. The, like the the reaction show yeah. or the, the yeah. and things like that. I've 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 got a guilty pleasure of just like watching like reaction videos to trailers. Like people, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like when when the trailers first came out, like people responded to the first Black Panther trailers or the, right. the end game audience reactions that they released recently. It's just kind of and, fun, like when everyone goes ape shit about. And some of these, some of these reaction videos, be like fifteen minutes for a two minute trailer. It's like they break yeah. it completely <laughs> down. But you lose your like. I'm telling you, when as someone who may or may not have had watery eyes right before the last Star Wars trailer was released, um, that those trailers are your next hit of something big is coming. It's like you know Kylo something. Shut up! Something exciting <laughs> is coming. Did you, did you like that last Star Wars movie, TBJ? I I even like the ones that people don't like. Like I'm okay with the Han Solo movie, and a lot of people didn't like the Han Solo. I, I like that. Did that get again? I watch it. I liked it because I like exploring different people. But there were a lot Lando. of Star you Wars nerds. You didn't see Rogue One, didn't. Art? I did not see Rogue One. What? Rogue One I was awesome. Rogue One. It was really yeah. good. And All they right. were really okay. smart to keep people who were not main, so I'm not going to spoil it. But they did it very smartly in Rogue One. But anyway, yeah, I what Rogue I was One saying was great. is trailers. Anyway, sorry. Back is, to what you're saying. And like you said, a roller coaster ride because it's something freaking exciting is coming. So just imagine, I mean, we can't go back to when we were young and when we would have seen that trailer live ourselves back in the day when we would have seen the new i say back in the day like it was a thousand years ago it was early 2000s but yeah i think if we were able to go back in a time machine and catch ourselves watching the trailer we would have just as much excitement for what's coming i love a good trailer i love a good trailer of something coming it gets me hype it gets me excited i'm like oh my god i can't wait till this comes out and then all i want to yeah. do is talk about it for like a week with somebody who also is into that show or movie yeah yeah you can't wait to decompress and yeah that's the thing about humans like we you know even though it's a movie and you're supposed to be quiet you're supposed to watch it but it's so much better when you have somebody to like enjoy it with or like make eyes to like oh what's that or, or andy probably he, always hated seeing movies with me because i was like who's that guy is that guy supposed to be somebody is he from the comics <laughs> but, but i'm uh, gonna tell no, you no, that, that's fun like especially for a nerd. yeah uh, yeah. Watching a nerd movie that I get if I get to explain nerd shit to someone, yeah, that's, that's nerds <laughs> when, love that. nerds when I went to see that. Black Panther, I went by myself because my kids had already gone to see it because um, my schedule wouldn't allow it, and I was sitting next to a, two sisters who I didn't know, but I spent a lot of the movie going, "Oh, girl, just wait, hold on, just wait a second, <laughs> hold on, no, no, don't leave yet, don't sit down, like because you know stuff is coming." And they were yeah. happy to be like, I'm going to listen to her. And I was like, girl, hold, just wait. Oh, you mean just for the wait. after credit scene? Yeah, but even during the movie when you're like, oh, no, girl, it's 
No, it's a real thing. It's a real character. No, no, it's not. It's, it's fine. But it was exciting because I'm taking it in as a yeah. fan, but I'm also taking it in as just a bunch of people in the community and everyone was comfortable and excited and that rush, which is why I can never, I don't know, I don't think I can never give up like going to the movie theater because yeah. it's exciting. Yes, we can stream a lot of stuff at home. I'm going to stream it later 10 times when it comes out. But right, yeah. I love the energy of going and seeing it in the theater because everyone is in there enjoying it. Yeah. Cool. It's that okay. communal vibe that's really good. Yeah. yeah. So very cool. And this this whole monster battle scene is, I mean, this is when it's like these Marvel movies have made something here. Like it's, yeah. it's comic book destruction on screen in front of you crazy world ending destroying buildings and uh the one moment where uh abomination is climbing the building and reaching in and punching reminded me of the arcade game rampage i was like Mm -hmm. is that is that a nod to rampage i want because he looks like the he looks like the lizard right it could be could not be i don't know they've since made a movie about that didn't they then they make one with a rock or somebody Yeah, the rock is friends with a monkey and then there's a giant lizard and a giant wolf yeah, Giant Wolf, that was the third one. I couldn't remember what the third character was in Rampage. But uh, that, but and then one question always comes to me when these giant destruction scenes. It's in, like, I don't know, if it's, was this New York City where they are? Destroying yeah, it was actually, Daniel, yep. Harlem. It was Harlem, right. but it was actually shot in Toronto. That even, that even, oh, it was? Yeah, it was shot in Toronto. But there's even scenes, I guess, one of the um, buildings or something that's in Toronto was still left there, but they, I guess, made it up to look like it was Harlem, but it was actually Toronto. Okay. Interesting little tidbit there. More movie uh, magic. Movie magic. I always ask, like, what would you... I always try to imagine, like, if I lived in this city and this was happening, what would I do? Because you almost, like, you can't just start running because you don't know right. where right. fists What's are going to fly next? and bodies yeah, yeah. are going to go. Uh, but you like can't stay tornado. still and watch it. Like, do you try to duck into a bar? Do you try to, like, just knowing me and when I lived in a bigger city, I probably would have tried to find a bar to, a, a bar where I can see it Grab from afar drink. but still have drinks with people right. and watch it. Like, <laughs> let's watch this destruction from afar. Uh, but I don't know. If you're in a salon, are you continuing to get your hair done? Like, are you are you just like, no, nope, we'll get this later? Uh, no, apparently, according to now, uh, people protest armed militias at city hall because they can't get haircuts and hairdressers that's true so that's right you just, you <laughs> just keep doing it it doesn't matter if your hairdresser dies in the process you yeah, your haircut. so that answers how america would handle if the battle happened right here yeah that's right they're gonna keep on doing their thing what i'm not mean? i'm gonna hide and i'm gonna do what art just said i'm gonna treat it like a tornado and get to the lowest point and hang out point, with yeah. my emergency rations until someone tells me Oh, y'all done? Hey, okay. It's all, cool. <laughs> it's all clear. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, and so there's the big old battle. We already talked about a lot of this with the battle, and then he doesn't actually kill him. Uh, well, Easter, but egg, it's a, Easter egg. So, yeah, you got some Easter eggs? Yeah, well, just one. So when he when he punches Abomination, and he knocks his teeth out, and Abomination spits his teeth out, Yeah. Uh, another callback later on in, I want to say, is it Avengers? It's Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, yeah. Hulk pretty much does the exact same thing. Spits out yeah, his tooth. Iron Man knocks Hulk's right. tooth out. And then Hulk spits his tooth out and looks back at him super pissed. And Iron Man's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. 
Yeah, there's nothing better than those like like Thor and Iron Man's interactions with the Hulk. Those are fun. Yeah, they're funny because he's just this giant beast, and they're scared of him. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that that's all I had on that big battle. Uh, yeah, it was. Like, I thought it was good. They're a little bit, a little bit too squishy or something for yeah, me. Yeah. I guess there's a that's, little bit too much of. Oh, I can punch your head all the way into the pavement, and then it just. It's rubber. Yeah, like, it's like, like watching possible. a, uh, what you call it, Mortal Kombat fight, you know? Like, you just banging them, banging them, banging them. They don't die, nothing yeah. breaks. You just come back up any, and yeah. go, for, go at it again. Yeah, I mean, it was still good. I mean, it was a lot of cool stuff, mm-hmm. but I just felt they were just a little bit too rubbery or mushy or something. Yeah, like, it felt like two jelly monsters fighting at the end. Like, yeah. The CG wasn't quite there. That's where I felt like it seemed rushed, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and there's, there's an element to it of... All right, you took all that. You got beat up so bad, and you just bounced right back from it. What? What is the point where? Oh, now it hurts. Right. Now right. You stop. Uh, like I think the logic of the fight could have been a little better, other than getting strangled with a giant chain. Why can't he just break that? It's because they can do everything. They can destroy everything and smash everything. What about that chain? Was was un- unbreakable unless it was secretly. Vibrating. He was just exhausted. He was tired. He said, "You know what? I'm tired be. of fighting. I'm exhausted." Yeah, maybe, maybe he burned through the the super soldier serum or whatever. But like, there, I think there need to be a bit more logic to that fight. Yeah, okay, so that those are good points. I didn't think about that, but that is a good point too. It's like I I was kind of like, yeah, why is the chain beat him and nothing else does? Yeah, but, right. Uh, I don't think he actually. I don't think when I watched that fight scene, I don't think I necessarily saw it as oh he beat him. In my mind, yeah. and maybe that's just me. Because I don't know. I'll fight till I'm tired. If I try not to fight. <laughs> but I imagine if I were to physically fight, imagine, because I don't do that, guys, that yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do what my daddy told me is I'm going to keep going. I might not be winning, but I'm going to go until I can't go anymore. And so maybe yeah. this, when I looked at it, I did not think of it as, oh, he got him. I just looked at yeah. it as, well, did Betty war, also y'all worry choice. Betty kind of stopped him too, didn't she? Yeah, because yeah. he was going to kill him. He was going to yeah. kill him and strangle him to death. And she's like, Bruce, don't. Or stop right. it or something. And and that's what I like. They gave those subtle hints that he's in there. He can control it if he learns or whatever. And she can get through to him. And yeah, she yeah. can get through to him. Like, she, he still recognizes her and he's still in there somewhere. And the Hulk uh, is not a, not a killer by nature, but if he's driven to it. He will, yeah. yeah. Like most people, yeah. Leave, Leave me alone. alone. Yep. Leave him alone. Leave him alone, yeah. But it does make you wonder what happened. What did they do with Abomination after that? Like, uh, if you watch the consultant, tell you. Uh, the Marvel tell you. shot. Yeah. Oh, I did watch it, but I don't remember what they said. Now you, you have to go spoil? back. You have a new assignment. Go back. Well, basically, uh, they kind of wrap it up by saying, like, he's imprisoned. They have him in custody. Uh, I don't know if they've reverted him or anything like that. I have to. Is he on level? Is he the one that was on level seven? He wasn't on. Oh, because like level that. seven in the shield thing is. Oh something. yeah, what's your clearance to know what he's? Yeah. Doing? Oh, yeah, that's so right. That's right. Yeah. A little something like that, but. And then the consultant explains uh, that the, apparently the World Council, the like, the people that Nick Fury has to answer to and always argues with, mm-hmm. want to have the abomination on like the Avengers Initiative team, like that they're right. The that's right. They want to use them again. That's right. Well, yeah, in in certain forms of the comics. Well, I mean, like when I'm talking about like in the MCU, 
Aren't he supposed to be doing a Thunderbolts movie at some point? Maybe. He, he could like a I'm phase sure. five thing. All right. What the hell's the Thunderbolts? All right. Here's the Thunderbolts in a nutshell. Uh, there's There was a comics event where the Avengers and the Fantastic Four were all gone. They were all vanished for stupid uh, creator reasons. Uh, <laughs> and only the, the X-Men, uh, the mutants were left in the world. So to fill the void of uh, there's no Avengers, there's no big popular super... They're like Suicide Squad. Uh, sort of. But uh, what happens, like these new heroes show up... Uh, one with a guide of a really forgotten old World War II hero named Citizen V, and all these new heroes you never heard of. And uh, then at the end of the first issue, and even nerds were not aware of this, so it was a huge surprise at the time. that you could, It was amazing that they could fool the nerds, and the nerds hadn't heard anything about it. At the end, they were revealed to be uh, the masters of evil, like the Avengers' biggest group nemesis. It was like Baron Zemo and all these supervillains you've heard of before were disguising themselves as heroes. To you know, to uh, and those were the Thunderbolts. Yeah, they called themselves the Thunderbolts. That was their new hero team, and then and it has nothing to do with Thunderbolt Ross. No, oddly enough. Oh, they, oh I thought when I thought MCU when Art were, was saying Thunderbolts, I thought they were Thunderbolt Ross's guys. No, this was Marvel's Thunderbolts are that, but uh, in the MCU they have Thunderbolt Ross. They could he could easily. I could see that now that you mention it. He so a team of Art Star just in. so Art just came up with a genius angle, and he I mean, should get credit for it. Wow! Well, what so if they, they already have it? And I just Hollywood don't know it right now. What if they already have it? I don't know it. You know. Hey, you don't know they have it until you bring the idea forth, and if they don't have well, it, also, you know, like even in the comic the books, when Red like, but see, what's the name? He like, uh, I don't know. Like, I just feel like maybe just because you know Thunderbolt Ross has. As Red Hawk has a little bit to deal with, like the Thunderbolts, so it's almost yeah, like there was a version possibly, of the Thunderbolts. Yeah, possibly with, uh, like a, a later version where uh, it it sort of eventually became like the Thunderbolts story arc was that some of the supervillains decided they liked being superheroes better, mm-hmm. so there was a kind of a conflict within the Ultimate Plan. So it was kind of a, like you got a new like ex supervillains trying to make good. That's the Suicide huh. aspect of it. And Look then, at that. And then in future incarnations, like various like supervillains have been kind of put together on a like the less evil supervillains kind of put on a Thunderbolts team to try to make them do good. It's been kind of this ongoing incarn thing, and there was a version of it where the Red Hulk was on it because uh, Ross kind of realized he'd gone too far with being the Red Hulk. He was kind of drunk uh, on that power okay. for a while and did some nasty. All right, we've but gone anyway. too far because I don't yes. even know. I don't even know about Suicide Squad yet, squad yet or what that Suicide is. Suicide Squad is half the stuff we already talked about. No idea. So but back I want to the say, beginners. One thing I would <laughs> yeah. say, say, like this is a perfect moment at post Endgame for the Thunderbolts to movie to show up for the Thunderbolts to arrive because oh. Uh, the Avengers are kind of oh, because uh, they're all gone scattered. because of Thanos is they're in Thanos's rings or whatever yeah. they are. Yeah, so but, like I don't know whatever if there's an Avengers team anymore, but uh, since like Iron Man's gone and Captain America's gone, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't we're, you? We're not assuming you've not seen any other MCU movies. Just in case, this is you. my legal briefing. Oh. We are not responsible if you have not seen these that's, movies. That's true. It's your yeah. turn to go watch them. Please do not take anything the Nerd School podcast people say and turn it against us. There yeah, I go. should put that in the beginning of every episode. <laughs> be forewarned; these have spoilers in them. Spoilers will yes. be will be talked about. 
So and maybe we, Art and Andy, why don't you guys go write a script for that Thunderbolt thing and just do boom. it? There's a lot of untitled. Get it done tonight, project. right? And I was going to say, I was going to say, Marvel, Marvel almost acts like Shield. Like they're different levels of of you know clearance that Secrecy. they have. That's like mm-hmm. they're like what they're, uh-huh. they're about to start with Phase Four, but they're already talking yeah. about Phase Five secret movies and things, and like mm-hmm. you know, like four, three, four years from now. So like. They could have it already mapped out, you know. We're just not mentioning it. Now you need to get on their team. That's all Joe is saying. You and Andy need to fly on out to Hollywood and (laughs) get on this team. We know what you guys are doing. Marvel money. Throw us back a check or two as consultants (laughs) and support team. It's all we're saying. We know you guys are Get in there. Yeah, get in the fun. room. You got a you super nerd and the next best super nerd. You two get in the like, room. Hail Hydra. Take it to level seven. <laughs> and That's then funny. let us know what's happening. <laughs> well, that brings us basically to the end of the movie where he's 31 days without incident. We see him in British Columbia and he's in a shack in the mountains. And we see that he's closing his eyes and he's practicing his breathing and everything. Uh, but then he opens his eyes and they're green uh, and he's controlling it now. Uh, it's kind of our hint. Like, he's controlling it now? Is that right? And he has a beard and that making me think can Hulk have a beard? Can he, like what happens if he has a beard? Does his beard fall off and then he comes back and he doesn't need it? Or does it just like there's a crappy looking beard and then goes back to a, a nice beard? Or I don't uh, think There is, would. in the comics a version, a future old man version of the Hulk who has kind of gone completely evil called the Maestro. He's sort of like one of the last people who could survive a nuclear war because he absorbs all the radiation. He, he's super but powerful. he's not Bruce. Is he Bruce? He, he is. He's the oh. same he's guy. old man. This is a distant future. Everyone's oh, when he, oh, dead. When he becomes old, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's got a giant beard and he's long gray hair and he's also kind of balding to uh so to bring fact that yes he is an old man so when he becomes the hulk does the beard just get bigger or his beard stay the same as the hulk he's he's big and green yet he has a big gray beard and a big gray uh long hair that he's balding that's that's the maestro and uh he has uh had beards before so I don't get how the hair follicles work. Like if your yes, that's, skin is stretched out, shouldn't the beard uh, be like stubble? Then you are thinking Here's a, too hard on this. I think <laughs> I think he has a, like some weird Hulk power to control his facial hair. There, there you go. Because when Thunderbolt Ross becomes the Red Hulk, his mustache goes away, so no one knew he was Thunderbolt Ross. Because if he had that mustache, everybody would go, "Oh, that's freaking Thunderbolt Ross." It could just be like you know when his lips get bigger. It just, you know, because the follicles are so small, it just, you know. Yeah, what about the teeth? Their teeth get bigger too, right? It's like that Play-Doh thing where you put the thing and you squeeze it and air comes out of it. Remember that back in the day? We are down a rabbit hole. Play-Doh Fun Factory? Yeah, that's it. No, this is very important. These are the kinds of rabbit holes that nerds (laughs) spend hours discussing. This is part of nerd school. That's part of nerds. We're talking about the Hulk's mustache. And the mustache <laughs> physics, the capability of the mu- this is very general nerd culture. Yeah, that is, 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 that is pointlessly dissecting the minutia of comic book physics. Not even just just imagine someone like the thing. I mean, the thing got married. Like, yeah, Ben Grimm uh, <laughs> is made of rocks, and he probably has a wiener made of rocks, but he got married anyway. <sighs> they have those now wiener, we're back yeah. on junk. 
Y'all, yeah. Oh, back to we've junk. Done a lot of junk talking. Full a, circle. Back separate, to the junk. It's a separate podcast. God bless it. We're gonna have to start a uh, Marvel After Dark podcast where you just talk Marvel about After Dark. <laughs> well, I think we've gotten full circle since we already kind of talked about the post credit scene well, because you explained the, the Tony Stark shows up and yeah, sort of in a bar putting together a team to General Ross as yeah. if General Ross has a line like. What's he talk, what does Ross have to offer this team? And that was kind of a confusing cameo, especially when Iron Man 2 came out and sort of indicated that uh, Tony Stark had bombed out of the Avengers Initiative program that Nick Fury brought up at the end of the first one. So they they made the consultant as a way to explain that. Like, uh, he Tony Stark wasn't there to actually uh, get Ross to do anything. He was there to piss Ross off so he would not give Blonsky... To the World Security Council and make them right because uh, they they wanted Blonsky on the team because they figured he was a soldier that would take orders and they pinned all right. the destruction on Banner for this. Yeah, so, so that that consultant Marvel one shot that you can see online explains like it makes them. It's two scenes where they Between they say, "Oh, we're gonna send we're gonna send Stark just to just so he says no because if you didn't do that." You would have looked back at this and been like, "What? This never turned into anything. Like this right. wasn't a." So can they I, had to explain that away, right? Can I just okay. say something? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Agent Sitwell did such a good job making everyone believe that he was a member of Shell. Like even when he started, this is far, you know, whatever. A lot of spoilers. This is, a, a this is another spoilers. spoiler, right? This is because this of guy spoilers. ends up. I, I think but I actually like, know what you're talking about because this guy ends up the whole time. They was doing all of this stuff, and they were Hydra members. But just like, whoa! Even even uh, is it Gary Shandling? Yeah, was a member of Hydra. Gary too. It's like we'll, we'll talk about. Oh that. yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah. But it's Wait, like Gary whoa. Shandling is a Hydra member. Listen, there are some turns in Hydra membership, but for now, yeah, we'll we leave that alone yeah. for now. And the Sitwell thing. I didn't even remember until you just brought it up. I was even going to ask, what's that other guy's name? I know he's been in other ones. Yeah. And then you just totally brought up, yeah, he turns into Hydra, uh, spoiler alert, uh, which I now remember now that you say that. But does he turn into Hydra on the show, the S.H.I.E.L.D. show? Yeah, or is like, it yeah, 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 yeah. The movie? Is it, no, it's, I'm, it's in uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, but, he, but, he, oh. but it, you know, he's, he, him, he's like Coulson. They, you know, in the beginning, they was always showing up in the movies, but then they were also yeah. on the show, like, he don't, he hasn't, like, he was on the show. I think, was he killed? I can't uh, remember. In, in Winter Soldier, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's like. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're just killing the made me mad that S.H.I.E.L.D. went so far away from the MCU. I'm like, because it would, I love well, that the whole. MCU and, wouldn't give them anything. Yeah, but Agents it's still. S.H.I.E.L.D. was supposed to take place in the MCU and would and tied their events of that TV show uh, close to the movies. And what? But then the movies would never return the favor and they never give them anything. It's, so it's, I think the yep. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. said, we're just going to do our own thing. Yeah, but then it gets. Because they definitely tried. Like, even now, like, I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I am a nerd. It's like one of those things where, like, as a nerd, <laughs> I feel as though I have to watch it. But it's not yeah. one of those things where it's like, oh. Let's say when it was coming on Friday. Oh, Shield comes on at night. I must watch it tonight. I'm like, eh, I you know no. I watch three or four episodes. Like I literally started binging it. Like I'd wait for like four or five episodes to watch it just so I can be like, ooh, I can't see wait to see what happened on the next episode as opposed to like, 
oh, the show doesn't want to gotta watch the show because you know I'm going to see such and such on Monday, and I don't want to be ruined by you know like it's <laughs> ruined it for me. Right? Yeah. It's, it's 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 one of those nerd duty shows. You're like this exists. I should watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yep. it's not super compelling, but it's got enough. Just right. enough to keep watching, right? Uh, as opposed to, uh, I can't wait to see what happens next. I mean, some, sometimes okay. I do let go to like I, I never finished the Defenders. Like I, I just couldn't do it on Mark, like the Netflix show. I just couldn't finish. Well, I didn't watch it. it just, I haven't finished those yet either. It just I mean, became I too the much. Like, but, yeah. Most of the time, I was just watching it for Misty Night, which is one of the reasons why I think I watch All Rise. But that's. All right, nerds, we can talk about anything at any time, but let's let's wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Let's go around the table and you guys tell me what your what how many stars out of five you give Hulk two thousand eight. Who starts? I don't care. Tiffany, you look like you're thinking. I'm thinking, so I'm not starting yet. You wanna wait? Art, you didn't like I it. I wanna give it I'll get I won't be I won't be too hard. I won't be too hard on it. I won't be too hard okay. on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I'm, I'm, out of how many stars you say? Out of four hundred and seventy-one. Out of five. Out of five, I'd go. I'd go two point five. I give it two and a half stars. <laughs> I like okay. how you got the point five. Yeah, yeah give I mean, it a little I, love. I would. I would have probably given it a three, but you know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Liv give it a Tyler. three. Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler brings it up on a two and a half. You give Something, it a three, TBJ. Here's the thing, in comparison to all of MCU, right? Right. You see, because you've already gone past. Then you would have given it more stars in no, 2008. Not really, because again, I'm still mixing it up with the other Hulk. Like it's not strong yeah. enough to stand on its own. Where I'm not okay. interchanging desert scenes in my brain. So for me, <laughs> I, okay. I feel like if it was a four or five, I'd be able to tell you this movie without mixing in the other Hulk that played okay. in 2003. And because I can't, because it doesn't stand alone, but it's not a bad movie, I'm going to give it a three. It's right in the middle of the road. Like, well done, but you don't not stand out to me. And see, I okay. can't give it a three because I don't necessarily know how many of the going forward how many of them I would actually give a five? So I'd probably give there are a lot of them I would give a four to, like a high four, and maybe a so low you're just four. A general hater. <laughs> but as far well, we'll as, find out. But as far as like we'll if find I would, out as we go, I feel like if I was to give him a three, and then I end up giving some other movie a four or even a three and a half, it'll make it seem like I mean, it was that close. You can always you can always go back and change. You, it you said two point five. No get rules. comfortable in your two point five. Let the listeners know you're a hater. It's okay. <laughs> it's I'm, fine. I'm, I'm totally comfortable. You hate on Liv Tyler. Incredible Hawk. You're out two, here with two. Two point five. There you go. Andy, what do you give? Either lucky with Liv Tyler. You got two point five with Liv Tyler. We got a three. As a general Hulk nerd, I'll I, I give it a, l- a little bit more. I probably give it like a three point five, uh, just because I mean, like the the ending fight is just kind of <sighs> it, it doesn't pay off. I don't. I feel like it, it doesn't quite have the impact at the end. But uh, okay. there's enough stuff in there, like the fact that Samuel freaking Stearns is a movie character makes me happy. I uh, like that there's Doc Samson there. I like the abomination was in that, even if I didn't really like the 
the puke green design for the abomination. He just I didn't like looking at him, and maybe I'm I might be just be partial to the Black Lagoon look, but and they consciously okay. said we he looks like a fish man. We're not explaining why he's a fish man, so let's just make him not look like a fish man. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Particularly like that design, but I liked. There was a lot in it that I did like, but uh, not enough to make me love that movie. Right. Okay. I will just give it as a non-nerd, as just a guy watching an action movie, don't know all the ins and outs. Excited though about the Hulk music, and when you just see him a little bit as the Hulk, and then the all that. I and I like Liv Tyler. I I think I'll give it a four. Okay. Uh, but I will probably give everything a four or a five because they're all <laughs> kick-ass. Movies. It has to be pretty bad. Like English Patient, I would give like a two and a half to because I can't get through it. Like I keep falling asleep. So we've but, learned that you're not really a critic kind of guy. You're always I'm not a critic. High. Right. I like you, everything. You I like everybody. It, but you still give it two and a half stars. <laughs> yeah, I guess right. maybe I'll give it less than that. Yeah, it's because it's supposed to be good. It won all these Oscars. I, I'm gonna someday get through the English Patient. Are you I don't know how. Are you drinking while you're watching? No, no. Maybe sometimes you try drinking. You said yeah, sometimes. Maybe I should try, <laughs> I should try drinking or smoking. It's, but uh, that's a whole other thing. Okay, we gotta get out of here, nerds. The bell has rung. We're staying after school. It's like detention because the bell rung a while ago. We gotta get out of here. Nerd school is over for today. It's the weekend. Have a party. We'll come back with our next series. We're gonna all our homework is to watch Iron Man two, right? Yep. Yep. And we'll come back. That's our next installment of the next few episodes. Thank you guys for listening. Rate and review. What's that? Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's in Iron Man 2. Oh, okay. Sam Rockwell. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so rate and review and subscribe because by the time this is out there, we will have this published somewhere uh, and all that. So thank you for listening. We are out of here. Excelsior. Excelsior! Excelsior! I am a super nerd. The Nerd School Podcast.